Welcome to the podcast today. My name is Calvin. I'm your host. It's always great to be with you guys. Thanks for taking the time uh, to share uh, a minute of your life with me as I share my life with you. And um, I'm really excited about this Ask Me Anything series of podcasts because I think it's important that we ask questions. We all have a ton of questions. And uh, I don't know about you, but I still have a lot of questions I don't have answers to. And so I, I, I need to ask some things because like Bono said, still haven't found what I'm looking for. Hey, I got a mic. I can't help but sing sometimes. But today uh, I want to talk to you uh, about something that I am intimately acquainted with, and that is fear. Fear. Now, don't check out on me yet. So the question is, why am I always afraid? Why am I always afraid? I know I see people uh, live uh, in such a way that they're, they, they seem like they're always afraid of something. Now, have you ever noticed people who walk around like that and they're always afraid? Uh, you know, some people have legitimate concerns, obviously, uh, legitimate things that they're afraid of. Uh, and maybe for good reason. We don't know what their life story is. That's why a relationship is so important. Uh, we don't know uh, what it is that they've been through. We don't know what they're currently going through. And so I think it's important that, that we give people grace. Obviously, we want to give people the grace that we hope they give us. Uh, but you remember Chicken Little? I, I love that. I love that character uh, and, and the little movie they made a few years ago. My kids love it. Uh, we love it. But what did he do? He kept walking around saying, the sky's falling, the sky's falling, the sky's falling. But it wasn't, was it? And what did it do for Chicken Little to walk around afraid all the time? What did it do for his relationships? It isolated him, didn't it? Why? Because it's ridiculous to walk around in fear all the time. But so many of us do it. Uh, I love this verse in 2 Timothy uh, and uh, I, I teach it to my kids. Uh, I've taught it to them as early as I could teach them scripture, and, and they start to grasp it. But Second Timothy 1, 7, it says, For God did not give us a spirit of fear or timidity, okay, for some translations, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Some translations say self-control, because if we can control our minds, we can control our actions. So it makes sense. But listen, I, I want to tell you the truth. I used to be afraid all the time, all the fears, okay? Not just one fear, like all the fears. <laughs> but for real, like I was afraid of so many things. I remember when I was a kid, I was afraid I wasn't going to get uh, to turn, I was was not going to live till I I turned sixteen so I could drive, and then I, I didn't know if I'd make it to eighteen because uh, I wanted to graduate high school. Then twenty one because, well, anyway. But for real, I was afraid of everything. I was afraid of of so many different things in my life that it was really paralyzing, and. I remember I used to be afraid when I was traveling, when I was touring full time, that my family would get hurt while I was away, and I wouldn't be able to help them. And 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 I, I, I talked to my my church about it just uh, recently uh, about how I used to struggle with that fear about my kids and my wife getting hurt while I was traveling. 
and how the Lord helped me overcome that. Uh, but one of the more funny stories I think about uh, when I think about fear uh, as a child was that, so I grew up in a, a church uh, doctrine and uh, my grandparents uh, were, were they talked about and we talked about the return of Christ all the time. Okay, like all the time. It was one of the main topics that we uh, uh, surrounded our lives with. Okay, and so here's the other thing: I grew up also thinking that I could lose my salvation at any point, like for anything, for any small reason, that I could just lose my salvation. And so I don't know if you understand thinking about the coming of Christ all the time, then thinking I can lose my salvation all the time. That's a scary combo. Okay. (laughs) That is a scary combo. It's not good, but you know, I can laugh about it now, but there were times when I was younger and I'd wake up from a nap or something. There's one time I distinctly remember I woke up from a nap and I would, I looked around the house and uh, my mom and my little sister were home. I knew when I went to sleep uh, that they were at home. And so uh, I woke up from the nap and I walked around the house and I didn't see them anywhere. And I looked in the garage and their car, my mom's car was there, but I couldn't find my mom or my sister. Now, if you grew up like I did, that's immediate cause for concern. Okay, <laughs> when the moment you can't find people that you know you're saved, you know that you know they're saved, rather, it starts to get a little scary. Okay, and, and so I was kind of calm at first. I was going, Mom, uh, Christy, where are you? Are you here? <laughs> and, and I'd see if I was trying to see if they were anywhere close and maybe I just overlooked it. Uh, and then I started looking in every room of the house. Then I started looking in the yard in the front yard, in the backyard, in the side yard, uh, open the garage. I, I looked everywhere, and I could not find them. I remember uh, running around my house screaming for them, trying to find them, trying to see where they were, to the point where I got so scared that the return of Christ had happened, and I had been left behind that I fell to my knees in the foyer of my house that I grew up in and I screamed to the top of my lungs, God, forgive me, Lord, please. Oh, they're going to have to cut off my head so I can be with you forever. Lord, why did this have to happen? Oh, God, help me. And then the door opened and in walks my mother and my little sister. Oh, and I realized, thank you, Jesus. I didn't get left behind. Thank you, Jesus. Please forgive me. Help me, Lord God. I want to serve you all the days of my life. Please help me, God, please. Oh, (laughs) it was so silly looking back at it now. But as a 10, 11, 12-year-old kid, I was scared out of my mind. But now I see that it was irrational, the fear that I had. And, and, you know, I think what I'm learning is that most of the fears in our life are irrational. And I want to center this whole talk around this scripture. First John 4, 18. Some of you could probably quote it to me. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. 
If we're afraid, it's for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Whoa. Hang on. Let me, let me read that again. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it's for fear of punishment. And this shows that we've not fully experienced his perfect love. Listen, I can tell you wholeheartedly that my entire adult life has been an encounter with the grace of God. I had no idea how much the Father loves me. If I had have realized this from an early age, there's no way I would have dealt with the fear that I dealt with. And and, and I didn't realize that God didn't want to punish me, that he wanted to love me. He's waiting for us. He's waiting for me. He's waiting for you to see how much he loves us. Listen, we are people who are perfectly loved by a perfect father who is made available to us by a perfect savior. Where's my hanky? I need to wave it on that one. Woo, it's good. <laughs> Psalm 91, two. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. Let me tell you something. You can trust your father, God. Uh, you know, I, I, know, uh, that, I know that some people don't have a great earthly father. I love my father. I, I have a great father. I, I had a great grandfather that I was very, very close to, uh, and that they both showed me love, and I knew that they cared about me, and, and I never questioned that. But a lot of us get our idea of Father God from how our earthly fathers treated us. And listen, dads, that is an awesome responsibility. You should take that seriously, that your child may project onto God the way that you treat them. Think about that. It's a huge responsibility. Moms, maybe you're a single mom. Same thing for you there. Mom's period, the same thing. Parents, listen, we have a responsibility to reflect the nature and the character of Christ who reflected the character and the nature of God the Father. We have a responsibility to do that for our children. Do we nail it all the time? No, absolutely not. But that should, at the very least, be the posture of our heart. And, and so no matter what your earthly father was like, I can tell you that God's never going to abuse you. He'll never use you in a negative way. He'll never hurt you. He'll never do anything that is selfish that isn't good for you because everything he does is for our benefit. Romans eight twenty eight says this, and we know that God causes everything. Say it with me wherever you're listening. Everything he causes everything to work together for the what? For the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Listen, if you have a relationship with Christ, you're called according to the purposes of God, which means that God will cause everything to work together for the good for you. If you have a relationship with him, he will do that. We may not see, we may not understand, but God is working everything out for our good. Our lack of understanding doesn't make God weaker. Please understand that. Our lack of understanding doesn't make God weaker. And I look back at 1 John 4, 18, 
And so much of my pain in my life could have been spared had I just understood this one passage that such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. And I don't know about you, but uh, so much of the time when I hear this scripture quoted, well, perfect love casts out all fear. That's all I ever hear. And it stops. But that's only half the verse. The other half, I think, wraps the first half up with a huge bow and makes a giant difference and gives context for it. Because it says if we're afraid, it's for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We've not fully experienced his perfect love. And I know this for sure. I know that God is not mad at you. He's mad about you. And he died to show his love for us. And John 3.17, which gets left out of quoting John 3.16, which I think is so important. that God didn't send Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but that through Christ, the world could be saved. Jesus didn't go through all that so he could punish you. He went through all of that so he could take your punishment for you. We have to understand that Jesus didn't merely die for us on the cross. He died as us on the cross. He died in my stead. He died in my place. That is love. That is how the Lord loves us. And, and maybe you have a, a, a warped view of the Father God like I did. And you think, man, Jesus is my homeboy. He's my friend. He loves me. He's like all about me. But God the Father can't wait to zap me like Zeus with a lightning bolt and punish me. And Jesus is just like staying his hand back like, okay, I know, Lord, that you're seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. And so just, just keep praying that he won't punish me. Please, 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 please stay God's hand of punishment uh, uh, against me. Please uh, don't let him punish me. That is not what he's doing. That's not what he's doing. He's like, hey, Father, you see my boy down there? You see my girl down there? You see what they're doing. Look, they're trying hard. You see their heart. You know their heart. You know how much we love them. Help them out. Help them out. I believe in them. I died for them. I died for that right there. Come on. Let's help them out. Let's, let's give them provision. Let's give them boldness. Let's give them courage. Let's help them out. Come on, man. They can do it. Come on. You can do it, buddy. Come on, sis. You can do it. That's what he's doing. He's not sitting up there staying the hand of God's punishment from us. He already did that. Scripture says that the chastisement of our peace was on him. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. He took that on so that we didn't have to. Do you realize that God never meant you and I for hell, even the kind we put ourselves through? So I want to encourage you today. Realize that you don't have to be afraid because God loves you. And if you're living in fear, it's because you don't fully understand the fact that God loves you so much, he didn't die to punish you. He died to take your punishment from you so that you could be reconciled to him forever. That's why he did what he did. That's why we don't have to be afraid. So I want to tell you today, don't fear. Don't fear. Receive God's perfect love. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. And remember, it's time to become who you are.